We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Backliners podcast. Agron Barracuda, as per usual. Barry, we did move it down a little too much. Barry changed setups. Um, we were worried that it might be too much there. Uh, hold on. Of course, they won't be hearing you. Yes, that is better, and they are hearing you now. Uh, I'm back. You can tell because of the audio issues and being a little late and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, that's just kind of like my shtick. It's kind of my bit. Uh, yeah, to be fair, it's not your fault we're late. It's my fault. I I wasn't going to throw you under the bus. I was going to let I you could do not, thing. I couldn't get into a game, man. I was stuck forever trying to get into a game, and then, it, uh, yeah, it took Listen, me forever. That, that's here. how it goes. That's how it goes sometimes. Uh, I didn't, um, I just, I only listened to the very first few seconds of the podcast last week uh, with Dave. Um, of course, he did not do quite enough homework on how I opened the show, but I assume everything yeah, was... was great after that. Um, and there were no, uh, there were no issues. And I'm also sure that because I didn't look at the YouTube comments intentionally, no one mm-hmm. in the YouTube comments surely was saying, oh, this is so much better with Dave instead of aggro. Wow. This guy is so much more handsome and better at the job and all that kind of, no one would have said that cause that would have made me feel bad. So I'm really glad that no one said that even though I didn't look, uh, but no one said that for sure. Right. Yeah, it also would have been false. Uh, right. Well, he is better looking than me. I mean, come on. Let's. We can just call. That, no, that, I. That, no, I. I we're looking at. We're looking that. at a, a, a. It's. It's like saying that a dying flashlight is as bright as the sun. You know, like we can. You're you can love that flashlight, flashlight a lot. You know, you can have great feelings for that flashlight, and you could acknowledge that flashlight is not as bright as the sun. That's fair. Yeah. And that's just how it is around here. Dave is my son, and all of ours. Um, mm-hmm. He was shining bright last episode. And not S-O-N. Yeah, I just, uh, before we get into it, I did want to um, just kind of give like a quick little PSA to everybody and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Not because I owe, I feel like I owe anyone an explanation for why I wasn't here. Uh, It is 50% my podcast and I'll show up when I want to or don't want to. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I, I do think that Um, I like to, you know, I often like to use my platform to, uh, talk about mental health and all that kind of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, just wanted to be, uh, open, which is just kind of who I am. Um, and had a pretty tough mental health week last week. Um, and, uh, just kind of unplugged from social media. It was kind of unfortunate timing because, you know, I was initially going to be on the patch note show, which I was really excited to do. But, um, I think, uh, it's important to know when, you need to give yourself breaks 
uh, I am very lucky in having um, a job and bosses, uh, excuse me, um, in Clumsy and AJ <laughs> who are uh, very understanding and kind and uh, sympathetic. Um, and they basically let me take the vast majority of last week off of work, uh, which is really what um, I needed. Uh, and nice. I think, um, you know, I just wanted to say that, you know, it, it it's a little bit of to without too much context and all that kind of stuff you know just kind of had a pretty rough like panic attack on monday uh and then did a whole lot of dissociating for like the entire week uh had a couple extra therapy appointments you know talked to a lot of friends and family all that kind of stuff um very lucky to have a good support network around me and i'm feeling a lot better and uh glad to be back at work and um and on the show and all that kind of stuff but you know i'm sure that a lot of people uh you know, myself included, even for someone like me who is oftentimes talking about my mental health and all that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff can really sneak up on you. Um, that's what really caught me off guard was I really felt like I was doing fine and all of a sudden I'm not. Uh, and that type of whiplash can be um, scary and difficult. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, if that if you ever find yourself in any uh, situation like that, dear podcast listener uh, and chatter, um don't hesitate to reach out for help, whether it's, you know, to a therapist or to a friend or a family member or uh, just someone who, you know, has um, dealt with things like that before. I think it's really important to not push yourself too hard and to give your brain, you know, your brain sometimes is sick and it needs its recovery time, just like you would uh, want to take some time off if you had a fever or a stomach bug or something like that. Like, your brain is, is capable of being sick as well. Um, so, you know, uh, just wanted to, um, say that it's not, uh, you know, it, it, it's a big deal and also not a big deal, like at the same time. Right. Um, you gotta, you gotta take it seriously, but it's also like fine and normal for those things to happen, uh, from time to time, as long as they aren't happening all the time. And, um, just don't, you know, give give, be kind to yourself. I think is the, uh, is the big thing, um, that I wanted to say. That's not, ex- that, uh, I don't know what, it, I, it also comes with kind of a warning. My brain is still not all there. I kind of like space out and ramble a whole lot these days. Um, even more so than usual, which is literally hard to imagine, but it's actually true. That is uh, impressive. It's something I bring to the table, no doubt about it. So, uh, <laughs> this, this episode in particular, I am not held liable for any weird things I say or do. Uh, mm-hmm. that is my blanket statement um go going into that so unfortunately i did miss a podcast that is a kind of a big one the season of hope um i hear that you guys did turbo through most of it kind of weird how if you don't have someone who just like talks for 30 hours on everything it goes faster no it did take about 90 minutes and me and dolson Mm. did go slow and then and we hit the hour mark and then i was like okay we gotta turbo (laughs) through this (laughs) Because uh-huh. I was like, we haven't even started on, I think it was like Gods or Items yet. And I was like, there's so many more. And that I kind of so just, much. yeah, I kind of just blanket said like, healing gods got changed either to like buffers or damage dealers or protectors. Mm-hmm. And lifesteal overall, um, all the items are getting hit. Uh, and also sustained gods also... Um, all lost their power scaling off of their heels. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, that was basically it. But I wanted to get your kind of, I guess, a design aspect for why these changes happen. Yeah. I I like all the changes. Um, Love it. I well, the Afro one is a little scary, <laughs> just a, yeah. just a smidge. But I figured we could go kind of retouch on these a little bit, and then I don't know is information out for the upcoming games this upcoming weekend um yes there is there is some there is a bracket uh posted um and like a schedule uh maybe not i don't know where the here the bracket i can put it's just uh it's very actually simple um they did a good job making it nice and easy for me because i only took two seconds to look earlier uh it is right there i just put it in the chat but just the smite pro league um website is the only place you need to go but yeah i think it makes sense for you to do a little driving here for patch notes and then we'll talk about this for a little bit and then we'll switch over to uh to spl kickoff tournament uh so first uh the fire giant change i think Mm. that's a pretty hefty change that uh wasn't touched on much during the patch notes but i wanted to um ask why the time change for going from four minutes to three minutes of having the buff Mm-hmm. Um, if it was just like an experimental period for the four minute uptime, four minute, like you have the buff until fire giant spawns again. Right. Um, I, I like the downtime with the minute, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it, you know, we talked about, um, ways to address making sure that it isn't constant uptime, um, mm-hmm. for the fire giant. And, you know, one of the things that's a big advantage of this multiple seasons in a year format, um, is that we can make bigger changes um more often throughout the year so something like this i mean we would probably change something like this in a normal patch uh anyways but um it's exciting to add it in to a host of other changes uh i think that it's you know we could have um just kept it at four minutes and then made the respawn like take an extra minute but Mm -hmm. we we do like uh, you know, we know that games can stall a little bit um, on this bigger map and making players uh, be a little bit more decisive with their buff and keep the tempo up a little bit, I think is good. So if we have to either add a minute or subtract a minute is like kind of a, a simplified way of looking at it. Subtracting mm-hmm. a minute doesn't increase the game time as much as adding a minute could. Now, it could be the opposite effect where, you know, having the buff for less time means less gets done, which means you need more fires in order to win and all that kind of stuff, especially in ranked. But, you know, we're going to be keeping an eye on all that. And um, I hope that it, something that is talked about a lot in Magic the Gathering design is designing cards uh, that have drawbacks that force you to play them in the types of decks or the types of ways that they will be more successful in any ways. For example, like a cheap aggressive card that can't block um Mm -hmm. is a good example of a design that you wouldn't want to play that card in a a deck that's doing a whole lot of blocking anyways so only put it in if you're down to attack um and that is uh hopefully with a little bit less time players will realize that they can't waste quite as much time with their fire giant that they should be a little more purposeful with when they're backing and not just like backing for a 500 pot or something like that or to you know increase their relic without like fully you know just a tier two or something like that um Mm -hmm. 
speed up the pace a little bit of the buff. Yeah, it definitely felt weird of like, okay, we're sitting at their Duo Phoenix, we have one minute left on our Fire Giant buff, are we just going to reset now and get awards out and still have the Fire Giant buff for right when the Fire Giant spawns, or do you want to like try to do the Siege for like two more times, and then the Siege goes poorly, they just walk and get Fire Giant, so it was, it was definitely a different version of Smite, but I like that it's kind of gone back to the OG version of Smite, I mm-hmm. guess, just from familiar reasons yeah um i think we're very open to changing this sort of thing if you know games are lasting too long because of it or too short because of it um mm-hmm. you know either way we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on it for sure and i like the goal change and the pyro change of uh, not being able to body block it anymore yes. and the movement speed increase because that it just it was just a lame thing to be in the game for a support to run around gold fear and not take any damage yeah we obviously like skill mechanics for tanks like tanking objectives you know like not mm-hmm. getting hit by fire stuff is important. Um, that just felt like a knowledge check even more than a skill check um, and was not super intended. So if things are still, if you're still able to tank these without taking damage, I imagine we will continue looking at it. But maybe we won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to go over the items? Um, or like the new there, items? Yeah, are there any new items that particularly interest you or you think will be good bad um uh rejuvenating heart confused me sure and last grasp also or last gasp uh also confused me sure so i, I can kind of go over it. these kind of quickly um rejuvenating heart is uh 70 magical power 300 health 300 mana 2450 gold successfully hitting enemy gods with basics and abilities provides a stack of six percent healing dealt that is consumed by the next ability heal used max eight stacks um this is for uh, you know, we know, I guess maybe I should give this blanket before we go into healers. Mm-hmm. Healers, I see so many takes of healers are better after this patch. And my response to that is excellent. We did it. They should be better in every, in nearly every way, except for healing where they should yeah. be significantly worse. And that is a very, very hard paradigm shift to wrap our minds around. Like, it, we've been playing Smite for 10 years. If you let a Hell get out of combat for two ability rotations, everyone is full health. That is what we're used to. It is hard to imagine a Hell where she does all of... It's very easy to imagine her doing all of these new things, right? It's very hard to imagine she doesn't heal the full team in two ability rotations, right? Yeah. It, it is hard to, to envision that without playing against it a whole lot. And there's a chance that we still didn't get quite right on like we, the chance let's be real that we got all of these right out of the gate is basically zero. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just game design, baby. Uh, At least in a game where you can like live patch it. And it's such a massive change and so many different changes happen to the healers. I also agree. I feel like it's kind of impossible to perfectly balance it as well as when you're putting in so many different items. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wondering like what this item, cause it was basic attacks too. So I was wondering if it's like, it's just intended to be like an Oleron item. Could or... be. I think, okay. um, I think that it is more about making it feel consistent on. I damaged an enemy. I gain a stack. And not, mm-hmm. like, forcing it to be ability damage only. So, I don't really view this necessarily as a uh, Olaron, um item. You know, I think that this is a very good uh, Changa item. Um, 
I think if you're ahead on Sylvanas, this item has been really strong. Um, you know, 300 health is not nothing. Uh, it's a little more That's expensive true. than he wants, but like it's not zero stats for you defensively. Um, and mm-hmm. so if you're snowballing, like I think I did that once in a play test and I was like, holy crap, I am slamming. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that we didn't want this, an item like this gets you closer back to the big heel and we don't want mm-hmm. the big heels uh, happening with any yeah, sort fair. of frequency. So this is supposed to be a little more narrow. It's very possible that it's too narrow. Um, but that was the general idea is that for those players that, because healer mains are like so locked in and that's what they want to do. I want to heal. Like that's what they want mm-hmm. to do. And we knew that this patch would be very difficult for them to get the feels that they still wanted. So we wanted to make sure that they were given at least an item that even if they had to jump through a bunch of hoops, they could get there occasionally. And they still have Asclepius as well and it has CDR in it. So Asclepius is kinda... crazy, by the way. Yeah, if you want to heal, you can just go those two items. Um, last gas seemed kind of interesting to me mm-hmm. with a lot of um, kind of different stats on it, like, like a healing item with flat pin on it that just kind of like screams raw to me. Yep. Yeah, um, great raw item. Great. Um, again, Chonga uh mm-hmm. power afro um though i wouldn't be building power afro i'd be building tank afro all the way uh mm-hmm. yeah those types of gods um that can do a little bit of incidental healing uh you can gain a lot of magical power pretty quickly uh if you heal someone who's really low health um so again last gasp i think that the magical healing items um we were a little more scared of because when when if i were to ask, make you name the three biggest healers uh they would have all been magical right like mm-hmm. the the magical mm-hmm. healers are the scarier ones and also yep. got the majority of the changes so i think that you know we definitely wanted to put a little bit more power in the physical healing tree i think we probably were a little too pushed on the physical versus the magical like i wish we could take a tiny bit of power out of the physical and put it back into the magical mm-hmm. items but um i'm excited to see how many cool interactions people are finding with these physical items because there are a lot of them that are very powerful and very unique uh and very fun um are they very balanced we'll see but uh i think that there are some really some really good ones uh that that we play tested and that people are already finding that um i didn't initially think about yeah, does Final Amplifier work on Chiron passive? Yep. It shouldn't, right? Oh, yep. it does? Yep. Sure does. It's a very good Chiron item. Very good. You know what? Uh, it, it also works. Okay. You know what I was running was a little Vital Amplifier set. Uh, and just oh, gaining a ton of attack speed and basic attack damage in my ultimate. It's a little narrow because it's only proccing in your ult. But, man, mm-hmm. I was going absolutely hammy salami um, with it. It's... Vital Amplifier feels so good on, like, Ama as well, um, on Arachne. Uh, those abilities that tick heal you um, on their own, mm. getting you to that three stacks, like, right away on the, you know, just Ama changing stance gives you the full benefit of this passive after your heal ticks a few times. It feels really, really good. And then uh, Sekhmet Scepter. This confused me and Dolson a lot, so... Yeah, uh, we didn't really know exactly what this item was for. 
Okay, so you can... <laughs> so basically, if you heal yourself or an allied god, mm-hmm. every time you damage someone, else, an enemy god, uh, you gain some cooldown back. It's just, it can't happen more than once per second. So like, if we when we didn't have that clause, you could Guan heal and then Taolu assault and then Taolu Assault. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Not really, because I guess it, it's a channeled ability, but, like, you could have yeah. healed Taolu, healed Taolu, like, over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, it's really good for gods. Again, uh, I was going Sekhmet's and Vital Amplifier set with uh, with three damage items in my starter. Um, or two damage items in my starter? No, three damage items in my starter. Uh, Mm -hmm. and that felt really good because I got a lot of HP and I was getting a ton of cooldowns up and a ton of attack speed and basic attack damage. Um, and it felt really, really awesome. So those gods that can get in there and deal a lot of damage, uh, or just hit a lot of numbers out on people, you will get your cooldowns back very, very quickly. So this might kind of be a chalk item a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It seems kind of fun on shock i don't know if it would actually be good but it seems fun yeah i think chalk could maybe work i think it's still very good on guan um i think uh oh there was another god that i was thinking of that this worked really well on but now i can't remember it off the top of my head uh herc just getting your one and two back which oh, are already yeah. up a lot um with his buff uh gets a yeah, lot of pretty ability. that buff is pretty big pretty big pretty big kind of shocking because we we thought he was like already pretty good mm-hmm. and then the two one they both got buffed by two seconds right or was it yes just... i believe so yeah i believe yeah. so yeah i mean it's just one of those gods that um for so many players out there like i don't think pros really view him as a tank via healing but mm-hmm. i think our casuals certainly do and if you're taking significant healing off of the three, which we did, um, mm-hmm. it needs it, it for the usual player who Herc already really struggles on Herc. Herc is one of those gods that always has really bad stats. Um, then we felt like he probably needed something pretty splashy. We'll see if it ends up being too much for pro play. Um, you know, we're de- that's definitely a god that we're keeping an eye on. Yeah, I feel like noobs probably can't pull push too effectively. Especially no, on they console, sure can't. I feel like that would be very difficult. No, they can't. No, they cannot at all. The, a lot of noobs probably don't even think that they should pull, walk forward, turn, and push. They probably just yeah. use those abilities completely separately. And yep. they probably don't use their... Th- and they definitely don't use their three right before they take a bunch of damage. Like it, That is a god that requires significant mechanical and knowledge. Uh, mechanical mm-hmm. skill and knowledge to succeed with and that is usually a recipe for a god that does not do well for most players yep uh next is the anti-shield section which oh yeah caught me off guard by a lot because uh, i don't really see shields as a big problem i guess um but is this just i talked about it a little bit with dolson i was saying that it kind of gives more power to the player for individual success with a lot of these changes mm-hmm. um feeling more like you are the one like anti-healing or anti-shielding um with the like deathbringer change as well mm-hmm. i think it gives more power to the individual which i think is really healthy for the game especially for the casual scene um, yeah so yeah i think it was a good change Very yeah good i think play. um you know anti-shielding is not something that is a big talking point right now, but 
Um, if you remember, I think it was like beginning of fall split last year or maybe summer playoffs. There was like a mm-hmm. big push for anti-shield. Um, and that, you know, it was like Yamoja and her shielding and there was a lot of Odin at the time. And um, I think Nike was in the meta and you know there was a big push on reddit and the pro discord and all that kind of stuff for anti-shielding options and things like that take a long time um mm-hmm. for us to get to uh you know we could have tried to fit it in and we discussed fitting it in you know before this you know season one um of year 10 or you know even before that but we felt like this was a logical place to drop it um it also like i agree that Shielding is not a huge issue in the game right now, but with healing coming down, shields go up in value already. Um, and like Emoja got her shield buffed a little bit. Um, and it also just future proofs us a little bit and just gives us a knob to turn for future gods or future buffs uh, that involve shields. Um, That's fair. You know, I think that I do imagine that gods like Nike and Odin are going to feel a little bit of negative effects from these items right now. You know, we gave them some comp like some compensation buffs, but in my mind might not have been able to do enough there. But again, with mm. our focus being so wide here, it's very hard to, to dedicate that amount of time to like one or two specific gods that aren't being massively changed by a systems change, like the healing one. Um, so, you know, I've seen a lot of talk about Odin, Nike, uh in particular and we're definitely going to be looking at their you know stats and seeing how they're performing and um testing a bunch against them and uh Mm -hmm. seeing what we can do if they are uh hurting yeah i still don't think anyone's gonna buy gym of isolation (laughs) this item is not bad man this item is not that bad i swear (laughs) bro i don't know we're just, I'm just going to make this thing execute. That's it. I'm done. I, I'll make a gem good if I, if it kills me. There's just so many good mage items right now. You can't fit gem isolation mm. in your build. Yeah, imagine saying that sentence a year ago. You know? That uh, when when mage when mage itemization everyone was talking about being uh, completely unusable. And it's, they've gotten so many changes since then. So I'm not saying that they were... You know, people were wrong to think that a long time ago. But mm-hmm. it is funny how uh, quickly... Um, the landscape changes. Yeah, these little mage players. Mage players are just the biggest crybabies. And then ADC no players shortly way, after. No way, man. No way mages are the biggest crybabies. No shot. It's You're junglers by a mile. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. By a mile. And then... And... It might be mages. Yeah, it might be mages after that. I don't know. Soul laners... Slow laners sometimes. Uh, I mean, everyone everyone complains about their role. It's just that's just the nature of the beast. Do supports complain the least? Um, no. <laughs> no, I don't know who complains the least. Honestly, can we say it's junglers complain the most, and then it's a four way tie after that? Yeah, I think uh, that feels fair. fair. You know, it depends on the meta for sure. For yeah. who's complaining, I'm I'm happy with junglers up top. All four rolls after that. It's junglers and then genetics and then zap and then all the other four rolls. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That is how it works for sure. Uh, Embrace gets a tiny buff, in my opinion. You get 0.33 seconds off of your 
Oh yeah, uh, do, do you think this, we were like brainstorming this change and we were like, is this just super busted? And you know, we tested some different numbers and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I don't know. I, I really don't know how big of a difference is going to make. Are you like excited to build Embrace now? Uh, I think it's okay, but it depends on the ADC that you're playing. Sure. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's... God dependent. Yeah, and I think you need something that your cooldown's going to feel very good. Um, it definitely can bring, like, a malicious Deathbringer um, with an Embrace build out, maybe? Mm. And you're just cooldowning on cooldowning, but I don't know if an ADC would really love that, besides, like, maybe an Artemis, maybe, like, a Chernabog. Um, Medusa, maybe? Medusa, maybe, yeah. Because you would have infinite mana, too, but your one doesn't go on cooldown until you use it all, so... Right. Yeah, I think this is probably better for warriors. Um, mm-hmm. You know, warriors getting their, their CDs back on the dive, like, on Ama or something like that. Like, this, will, this oh, yeah, probably true. feels very good. Um, but, yeah, we, we were like, can we really do this? Is this going to be, like, too crazy? Um, oh, man, Erlong could have, like, basically permanent uptime on his one, probably. Oh, yuck. That seems yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I've got some testing I want to oh, do. Let's, let's not do that. I've got some testing. Uh, I don't think we, we can't go over everything, Barry. We're already 35 minutes yeah. in. Um, no, I just want to talk about Afro. Yeah, let's talk that's Afro. that's basically it. Sure. Any, uh, you want me to just t- tee off or you, uh, is there a, is yeah. there a specific thing you, you want to talk about with Afro? Well, all three of her changes are crazy. Yes. Uh, all, well, all three ability changes are crazy. And I think this is like one of the craziest buffs we've seen in a long time. Yes. Um, I agree. We wanted to be deliberately heavy-handed. Um, mm-hmm. Because when you think about the infinite universes out there... The, okay, you can't say infinite. Let's say there are 100 universes <laughs> out there. Um, <laughs> if we said we are gutting Afro's healing, like ab- mm-hmm. and we did absolutely gut it. Um, and we gave her a bunch of buffs. I think there are less it is less likely that people go holy crap afro is so broken now than this character is completely dead and worthless you know mm-hmm. Th- that that was kind of our mentality for the big healers like afro and hell where we definitely wanted these buffs to catch your eye and go that seems really good um because their healing got nerfed more than you can really know by reading it like you have to mm-hmm. feel it um so if there are like i've talked about with items all the time and that kind of stuff like we have to really when you've got a set opinion of something and we are trying to make a massive shift to it we oftentimes have to go big or else it will it doesn't grab hold um it would have been much harder to buff afro to viability post this chain you know post these changes if she came out and was terabad yeah, sure. uh yeah. than to bring her back and make her feel unique and fun and exciting um i think overall uh you know we'll see what what the stats are saying we'll see what um once players learn to play around this new style of afro and how she builds and all that kind of stuff like you know i think that there is going to be a learning curve with all of that as well 
do if I had to do a gut check on if Afro is um, above the usual point of balance right now, I would say she probably is. Um, but I don't. I'm hoping, and we are hoping, of course, that it is not egregious, and it's just this is a strong pick in the meta right now. Um, mm-hmm. I think that she. I'm very happy with where we ended up on uh, her playstyle. Um, and the way that she feels if she isn't full healing her linked target and still feeling like she's bringing a lot of utility, uh, I think feels really good. Um, and if we do have to nerf her, which we very possibly will, um, then we can, (laughs) uh, and it's cool. Um, but I'm glad that I'm happy that like Afro and hell were two of the ones, because these are the gods that like healing means, like I was talking about earlier, like these are their gods. Mm -hmm. They love to full heal their teammates. They want to sustain their teammates. That's what they want to do. I'm very surprised at the lack of big threads on Reddit. Like, you murdered my baby. Like, what is going on? Like, I loved full healing my team as hell. Now I can't. Never playing this game again. I haven't. We've seen a lot less of that than I thought we would, which is exciting. Um, and I think that's an indicator that uh, our player base understands why these general changes were made. Uh, we did a good job messaging um, our goals and our reasonings and all that kind of stuff. And we came up with buffs that felt exciting and made these go- made people want to play these gods, even if they aren't doing the thing they're known for- they were previously known for doing and can do something different now um, instead, mm-hmm. uh, which, which I think is very exciting. Are they busted? Hopefully not busted busted, uh, but hopefully um, fun to play and can fill a- find and fill a new niche. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, definitely a scary change. You know, five oh, yeah. seconds is a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a that's that time is up there on the timers and smite. Yes. Um. Yeah, I I mean I think it's I think it's healthy because I don't think Afro really ever found her spot in conquest, especially in pro play. Um, we saw her like rarely used by players like Dardes. Um, it was like Afro Erlong. Um, I think I can't remember who he was teaming with at that time, but Cherry, I uh, think maybe it was surely it was Cherry, maybe it's Raff or like Erlong support or something. Mm, I sure remember. I sure remember an Afro and Erlong running around together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think since then she she was never really like a damage dealer. She wasn't the best like keeping someone alive. God, she wasn't really particularly great at anything. I think, and this kind of makes her feel like a true protector of someone mm-hmm. um so hopefully the uh afros in your arena games that are permanently linked to that susano player don't start building tankier that susano will be unkillable yes um, yeah he will be very tanky and get his cooldowns back and deal more damage and uh for five seconds yeah after she ults i mean that's an ult yeah, after she ults. yeah it's <laughs> i mean it's an you have to you press know, it's gotta, yeah it's uh you gotta do that it's a long cooldown, yeah, okay. you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't think the hell change is nearly as crazy um, as the afro change. Uh, it's definitely, like, scary to think about, but I don't think it's as crazy. Um, yeah, those. I think those are the two big last changes, in my opinion. What about, uh, how you feeling about Raw? No, I'm sorry, not Raw, um, although you can give me Raw if you want. Uh, Anubis, being able to walk uh, in a one. Funny. 
I think that is just hilarious. Bro, the first time I played against in a playtest, I was like, what is he doing? Like, get him away from me, man. I can't walk away. Uh, it was, it was like, I knew it was coming and it's still freaking yeah. out. Yeah. It's just funny. I don't think he, I don't think he really lives in situations that he was already dying in because he's walking. Mm-hmm. But I think for a casual player that does live in a situation where, like, you dodge an ability with your one and you're like, oh my gosh. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna feel really good. Um, but I don't think it's like I don't think it's like game breaking or anything. I think I think it's just more of a funny change that probably should have been in really? the game for a I long feel like, time. I feel like there's a decent chance that Anubis is like a good to very good jungler because he could walk at you. Well, just because he doesn't, he isn't self rooted uh, during that time. <laughs> so you're guaranteeing more ticks. Uh, you're doing that anyways already because the tick time is cut in half, which is just better, mm-hmm. even though it's dealing the same damage. Um, I do like that change. So your one is just such more consistent damage, and it means that you can pull camps together better and clear and all that kind of stuff. Like His gank is not that bad. You just got to hit the two. Yeah, I don't like that you put that out in the universe. I feel like it could be kind of good. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I don't want to get wrapped. Is his survivability like I mean it is anybody. it is a good amount worse than Hebo, but like his damage is also easier to get off than Hebo, I think. Like mm-hmm. at least um Sometimes. Sometimes. Like Hebo being burst and Anubis being tick, like obviously matters a lot, but Anubis has much better range than Hebo. Um mm-hmm. so And the Bancroft change. The Bancroft change, I, I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Oh, I should have let Destiny on the podcast. She was raging about the Bancroft change. What about it? What is, uh, what's her, she, what's her beef? Well, she, she builds Bancrofts every game. Uh-huh. Uh, so she wants it to be the most OP item. She also loves healing with Bancrofts, and healing with Bancrofts got nerfed. Yes. Even though I try to tell her that it didn't really get that bad. Basically, uh... She was saying that she ordered mushrooms on her pizza and got peppers. Mm. That was her argument. So I just mm. wanted to forward that to you uh, and just let you marinate with that for a while. Maybe sure. like you think it over tonight in bed and just kind of like yeah. think about how you upset destiny with this patch. That doesn't make me feel good. You know, that's never what oh, I want. Okay. Um, so, you know, if Bancroft gets buffed uh, in 10.4 or 10.5, um, mm-hmm. now you'll know. You know. Thank you. Everyone well, she will, will appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Um, I'll just mess around and make Bancroft the best item in the game and be like, I don't know, guys. Just felt just felt right. <laughs> they just needed something fine. else, you know? They just... Uh, True. They needed something else. They only have 10 good items. Okay, on to uh, the Smite Pro League this weekend. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. First... Before before that, Barry, uh, I got to talk about my balls. Because oh. Manscaped is back, baby. I didn't want to go clever. I wanted to just... Get in there right away. Yeah, uh, get in there. And Manscaped is back. One of our favorite sponsors because their uh, their copy is always very funny. Um, mm-hmm. It does say in the introduction, cue dramatic sounds. Let's pretend me saying I got to talk about my balls is the, is the dramatic sound. Um, this is a public service announcement. Manscaped now has beard products. It is going even further with their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Go ahead and tell the world 
The leaders in below the waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with their revolutionary grooming products. They're just the best in the business, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. The new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their new beard line confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. Time for your upgrade. Uh, excuse me, time to upgrade your game by going to manscaped.com and using our code backliners for 20% off plus free shipping. Barry, did you get the uh, the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit and Weed Whacker 2.0? Because it arrived at my house. Did you I get did. it? I did. Um, I actually used the beard trimmer two days ago. I clearly did and... not, and it, I need to, desperately. Oh, I haven't looked at you yet. I'm assuming you're looking beautiful. Um... Sure. Just pretend I'm and, and it'll be better for everyone. I already am. Uh, <laughs> I, I have always hated beard trimmers because they're terrible most they, of the time. Yeah, they always like scratch your face when you're like bringing the guard across. Mm-hmm. The manscaped one is very soft Ooh, and it's okay. very easy to use. And for someone as stupid as me, as an ADC player, <laughs> uh, I was able to use it straight out of the box. And it was very, very, very easy. Because my beard was getting a little frisky. Um, the hairs were kind of growing all over the place. Same with my mustache. And <laughs> I walked up to the door and I was like, oh, we got a Manscaped package. God bless. Thank you. <laughs> so I and that's how you will feel, myself. dear listener. Yeah. God bless. My Manscaped package has arrived. Your significant other will collapse in tears at their of joy for you uh it says right here your significant other will be delighted to see you covering all bases if you know what i mean winky face it doesn't mean they use the emoji i just uh said it out loud um Mm -hmm. i will say also i'm excited for this weed whacker 2.0 because um it's for those tricky to trim ear and nose hairs and uh being fully honest joe sometimes will just look at me and then like point at me and go you've got a nose hair and then walk away oh. and i'm like great you know now i have to pu- mm-hmm. like pull it out and my eyes tear up and it's just really painful this thing is going to be big for me uh for sure so we there was a lot of great stuff in there too it wasn't just um the weed whacker and of course the uh the good old-fashioned oh. um where oh what's it called again uh the he- is it the hedge trimmer <laughs> is that what it's called I don't yeah, know. I think the, that's a beard trimmer. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, the beard trimmer. Right. It had both of those. But we also got like some shampoo and some uh, some body wash uh, that I'm really okay, excited I, to try out. I used those yesterday. Uh, the body wash smells really good. Ooh, big. And so I've had dandruff problems for a while. Mm-hmm. And I use the shampoo and conditioner, and my scalp hasn't been itchy for two days now. Interesting. Which is a big improvement. You um, know, because that was my worry, because I'm a head and shoulders user, because I also get a little bit of dandruff. Mm-hmm. I've used head and shoulders my entire life. And I was like, man, this I feel like this is going to be really good, but I worry it's just I'm not going to get the anti-dandruff stuff. That Now I don't have to worry. There's no concerns. It was nice and moisturizing, surprisingly. There you go. Well, if all that sounds and, good, and it should, go ahead. Wait, the deodorant. Destiny is in love with the the deodorant. Uh, so I, dude, I was just I okay. I swear <laughs> this is not like. Well, it obviously is an ad, um, but it is not uh-huh. like I'm not just trolling when I'm saying like, oh, I needed this nose trimmer and uh, this beard trimmer, and I'm glad the shampoo was anti dandruff, but I'm also glad that their deodorant um, is aluminum free because I just realized that the uh, deodorant I've been using does have aluminum. And apparently oh, that's like yeah. something that you that you want to try and stay away from where you can. And a lot of the main deodorants do have aluminum in them. So 
uh, I'm actually going to start using that like tomorrow now that I remembered. Um, it smells so good. Let's go. They're popping off. Uh, so there's a lot of great stuff, of course, um, in the big old manscaped package. And I did word that that way intentionally. <laughs> so get 20% off and free shipping with our code backliners at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code backliners. Always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. Big shout out to them. Glad to have them back here on the pod. As Barry said, season 10 season X is what they're calling it. Uh, kickoff tournament begins March 31st. That is Friday. Um, it is just this weekend with all eight SPL teams. Um, this is a tournament set up to, you know, get everyone excited about the SPL, get everyone back in the swing of competitive, uh, smite at the highest level. Um, it is going to then go on a little, a few week break before phase one starts. But, uh, this also is there to set up who gets to pick the divisions. Because remember that now it is a divisional phase one with four teams in each division where you're only playing your division you're playing your division mates more often um Mm -hmm. so overall like how important do you view uh this tournament and setting up the division to to be successful barry uh funnily enough i never view these as important um it's kind of in my opinion it's kind of just a heat check for a lot of teams to kind of see where you are on the map and to see like what you need to work on before the phase starts Mm -hmm. um because i've always had the mentality of if you're not number one then you have stuff to work on Um, if you're not not first you're last maybe yeah basically Uh like you and we have a lot of stuff to work on. I think the teams we've been scrimming against have a lot of stuff to work on as well. Um, so I think we'll just see who plays best on the weekend itself. And also with this new patch, a lot of things have changed for competitive in yes. scrims. Awesome. And just kind of like readjusting to the new patch because we thought we had a foothold on it. And then it kind of just uh, changed completely, uh, which isn't a bad thing because there's in my opinion this isn't like a big term it's it's kind of just to see like i said where the teams are at uh see how new teams are meshing to see what teams need to work on um sure. yeah i i think it's a very exciting tournament just to see who shows up um but i have heard that a lot of teams have slight issues with showing up um yes just like player wise like I think, yeah, I think Neon in chat said five teams have at least one player not in the studios, which is a bit unlucky, just, uh, I assume, like, visa issues or something like that, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely unlucky there. Um, How how important do you think getting a good or an advantageous division is? The way divisions are going to work is that teams will play the teams in their division twice uh, per phase, whereas they will play cross-division only once so you'll have you know mm-hmm. if you're in a division with a bunch of very strong teams you have to play them all twice instead of just once uh which will obviously make a pretty big difference for your record um how uh how important do you think getting in a good quote-unquote division is uh i think it's pretty important also with the teams being or the good teams being on the other side you're going to scrim them more often so mm-hmm. you want to be in a bracket of worse teams so you can scrim the better teams more often mm-hmm. which is a pretty big deal and in my opinion that's the biggest deal with this tournament 
Um, but I, we'll see if there's a big difference in like the top six and the bottom two um, with uh, Hounds and Glads. We'll see how good Hounds and Glads are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I assume there'll be like the three teams on one side, three teams and on the other side, then we'll see Hounds and Glads. Sure. But if Hounds and Glads show up, then I think that makes the drafting process much more complicated. Agreed. Um, I don't think we should pick the whole tournament necessarily, but I think we should just go through each matchup on Friday, give our expected winners, mm-hmm. and then maybe who we think will finish first overall. Uh, it kicks off at 11 on Friday with the Styx Ferrymen up against the Eldritch Hounds. Uh, Hounds, obviously, the number one team uh, coming out of the SPL uh, qualifying land, so I guess the seventh seed, uh, so to speak. How do you think they uh, will stack up against the Ferrymen? Uh, I think Ferryman with the uh, Baskin pickup and Cyclone pickup are going to be very strong. I don't think that this will be their best tournament. I think that they are in the kitchen for a while. But I think also those players are more tournament players, so we'll see if they pop off. But mm-hmm. I expect this to be kind of a close matchup. I think I, these are best of threes, right? I believe so, yes. I think it might go 2-1 Ferryman here. Okay, interesting. I've got 2-0 Ferryman. I'm a little higher on the Ferryman than I think you are. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think veteran team, been around forever. Uh, they think about the game a lot. Uh, Aurora Cyclone um, have mm-hmm. always been meta pushers. Uh, Baskin is someone who, um, even though he won't tell you as much most of the time, does think about what he's going to pick and play a whole lot. Um and if they can, the who knows what Sino is cooking up? Uh, that's that's the big thing. Um, and the other the other thing with the ferrymen is that they can get it very wrong uh, and look very bad at times. Um, historically, that has happened uh, mm-hmm. occasionally, not often, um, but to Aurora Cyclone teams where they think they've got it nailed down and then they don't, and that's just how it goes. And I think that you would always I would always bet on them. Um, so I'm going two O ferrymen there um leviathan's up against the dragons uh thoughts on that one barry uh i'm just gonna go dragons here knowing the levi's mid situation Mm -hmm. Uh, i think this will be a pretty easy dragons 2-0 over levi's yeah shinto um it sounds like is not going to be able to make it to the studio uh and zap tweeted you know looking for mids that can potentially play so assuming that that is the case that it is not shinto or that he is on ping um, I agree that I think this is a pretty easy Dragons 2-0. Uh, Kings Gladiators. Um, Kings. Yeah, this is a Kings the... 2-0. Unless Glads like, bring something crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think King Kings are still Kings. Uh, they're still very good at Smite. Genetics still does a great job of controlling the pace of the game and where people are and makes you respond to him. And Gladiators being a relatively fresh team, in my opinion... I don't think that they will be able to control the map nearly as well as Kings unless they have some crazy early game. We'll need to see like some Anubises come out or something crazy early game, I think, to catch Kings off guard. Hey, Twig could be running a little Anubis jungle. That could be uh that could certainly be in the cards <laughs> for the Kings. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think obviously the Kings um are the heavy favorites, but at the same time, like I kinda think this might be a little bit of an upset uh, alert. Like I'm I'm getting some vibes from this set. You know, Kings coming off a world's mm-hmm. win. They don't feel like they have anything to prove. Um, 
gladiators have nothing to lose no one's expecting them to win uh you know if kings don't prepare hard and the gladiators do uh and then the gladiators come out swinging and the kings get off to a slower start why not um i still think the kings are gonna win uh but i'm gonna go 2-1 um in their favor and i would not be surprised like if i had to pick one upset victory um like set win uh i think it would be Mm -hmm. it would be this one um makes the most sense to me but i guess leviathan's dragons and raven's warriors are like close enough that you wouldn't really call one like a big upset um yeah all right ravens versus warriors is you guys uh you're taking on jake mm-hmm. over which there, i was uh, i thought there. was pretty funny i know this has to be scheduled intentionally um, i would have if I, if I were them i would have yeah i think this is a, a the closest set i would say and i honestly have no idea how this set's gonna go mm-hmm um, we have scrimmed them a fair bit, and the scrims are kind of all over the place. Uh, Seems about right. So I, I have no idea how this set's going to go. I know, I will say, we definitely still have a lot of stuff to work on. <laughs> uh, so, if we lose this set, I won't be, I'm not going to say like I won't be like surprised, like being like a downer or anything, right. like a negative Nancy, but I'm not going to be upset if we lose this set. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of knowing how we're playing right now. Not, again, not to say like we're Chucking right. or playing like really poorly we just have well still have a lot of things to work on we got a lot of chefs in the kitchen right now listen um the warriors we've said it all along since the day this team was announced if the the less overarching strategy and the more who hits mm-hmm. their buttons better the better we think this team will be there is no time throughout the rest of the year most likely that there will be a less defined meta than this tournament right that's true this is line up and shoot each other as much as you possibly can unless you really f- break it like unless you really find it um and they might uh yeah we're basically playing halo on smart right now so. <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> and if you're just playing halo against the warriors like i like their odds for against any team like mechanically mm-hmm. that team outmatches the entire spl in my opinion um mm-hmm. so i don't know man i like I kind of like Warriors' chances in general at this tournament because I think this is exactly the recipe for success for them, which is, I don't know what we're playing. They don't know what they're playing. Let's just pick this and see what happens. Um, and hope we hit our buttons better. Uh, so, yeah, this is... I, I kind of like the Warriors here. Yeah, I kind of like the Warriors too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I genuinely have no idea how this that's going to sure. go. Uh, I, it's it's gonna be a fiesta i think it might just be like it might just be like a slaughterhouse like it might just be like an arena game yeah we we'll see we'll see what happens it'll be something uh i can't wait man this is gonna be super fun to watch um uh, i will say just responding to someone in chat uh teams will be taking this tournament seriously 100 percent uh yes. no one's gonna be no team will be like trolling no team I and mean, teams will be trying stuff out and trying strategies but it's not going to be troll. It's not going to be, like, joking. If you see people picking oddball picks, it's to try it out, not to troll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, there will be some interesting strategies. I agree with Barra, though, that it is because the meta is so open and so new that mm. just because it doesn't work doesn't mean it was troll. Uh, I yep. think we will see a lot of things that don't work. Um, you might see some Dan's first picks. 
who knows? That is a Highland Ravens classic right there for you. Um, <laughs> overall, real quick, uh, your predicted winner of this tournament. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be kind of lame, but I'm just going to say Kings. Mm, I'm going Ferryman. I, li- I like the Boat Boys here. I've got a good feeling about you... I don't. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm looking forward to me having cursed them uh, entirely. Yeah, uh, to the boat boys for uh, for that. Um, okay, great. Well, uh, that does it for the normal episode. Um, normally, right now, we would go into the random question of the week, as brought to you by our Patreon Discord, uh, which you can go to by going to Patreon.com/backliners. Uh, great way to support the show um, and Barry and I directly. Um, but I wanted to switch it up a little bit this week uh, because. Uh-huh. Um, you know, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that I like to, uh, well, I don't like to, but I feel the need to, um, speak on a lot of, you know, uh, political issues or, um, just general newsworthy topics. And for those maybe not in the U S or who, uh, are uninformed to a level that I am jealous of, um, there was uh, another school shooting this last week um, in Tennessee that has really been uh, stuck on my mind. Um, any mass shooting does because I feel very strongly about um, how the NRA uh, holds our entire government hostage um, and prevents any action from being taken against gun laws. Um, but in particular, uh, it always hits per- extra close to home for me uh, at schools. Um, because my wife is a first grade teacher and I think it is ludicrous that, um, I have to be worried about her safety as if she were doing a much more traditionally dangerous job. Um, it's not something that I enjoy, uh, talking about. I'm sure it's not something that everyone enjoys hearing people preach about. Um, but I feel that it's important Uh, as someone who occasionally has other people listen to the words they say, uh, to say what I believe, which is that um, the way that our country uh, interacts with and has a relationship with firearms is unacceptable. This is not normal. Um, Common talking points you'll hear are things like, it's a mental health issue, it's not a gun issue. And I think that is, for lack of a better term, a pathetic defense. Uh, Every place in the entire world has mental health issues. Every country in the entire world has some amount of violent crime. No country in the world has shootings like this country has. It is not, it is so simple. It is so obvious. If you were an alien looking at this country, pretend that this is all a game, right? And your job is to fix earth. Your job is to fix every country in the world. And you look, and you just read the data. And you look at, is it, if it were stats, and you were to diagnose what you should change, what balance change you should make to the United States. And if you think adding more guns is the solution, uh, or not an issue at all, um, I think you're an idiot. Um, Somehow, so much of our country has been brainwashed into thinking that owning a gun equals freedom. Um, 
And I just can't understand that in any way. Uh, I'm just, I'm really sick of it. Um, just how many more uh, kids, not even just like people, which is obviously unacceptable anyways. How many more kids need to get killed at school before we decide that's enough? It, it, it is just, I, I'm inconsolable about it, to be honest. I have a constant level of underlying rage anytime I think of anything regarding this issue. Um, I've got uh, an email uh, typed up that I'm going to send to my local representatives right after this. I encourage everyone to do the same if you feel a similar way. Um, I am not hopeful for change, being honest. Uh, I think it is all driven by the money in politics, and that is truly the root of all evil um, in our system. But it's all we can really do for now. Um, I feel for parents who have to explain to their kids why they're hearing about these things and why, you know, my wife has to, um, you know, a lot of her kids have backpacks with bulletproof lining in them because that's our best option. Uh, how is that our best option? You know, um, if this turns you off from the show, I'm cool with that. Uh, I, I think this is, um, it is a, it is a terrible wrong that is so easy to correct. Um, you know, I'm not saying that the policy is easy or anything like that, but I just think, I, I just think that hearing these excuses, uh, I'm just kind of done with it. You know, it's, oh, it, you know, g criminals are still going to have guns. And it's like, yeah, dude, you don't make economic policy. You don't stop making ep economic policy because it won't change the value of the dollar tomorrow. You don't change, um, you know, ecological policy because all of a sudden the air is going to be cleaner next week. You do it for people that will be here when you aren't anymore. You know, you do it for, because you know, it's the right thing to do. Um, and I just, you know, it's been on my mind. It will continue to be on my mind. And here's the thing. It'll happen over and over and over again. The rest of this year, the rest of my life, most likely. Um, and I just find that completely unacceptable. Um, so I appreciate everyone listening for Barra letting me go on my little soapbox here. Uh, I think this stuff is really important. And even though I am very pessimistic about our option to change, um, all we can do is try. Uh, that's all we can do, you know? Um, but yeah, we'll be back. Um, Dolson might actually be taking my spot again next week because I'm going to see some family, uh, taking some time to, to spend with them and all that kind of stuff, which I think will be good for me. Um, so we'll either be taking next week off or someone will be hopping in for me next week so that you guys uh, can at least go over um, the kickoff tournament or after, if, you know, worst case scenario, we're back in two weeks um, after that. So uh, <laughs> who knows? I will know? not be doing it with Mifflin. You will not be doing okay. Well, I'll check him off the list. Me, me, and Mifflin, we got we, we would lose all our sponsors. All. You know, we yeah. would lose all our sponsors. That's for sure. Um, that's no a, that's shot. absolutely the case. All right. Uh, thanks everyone for watching, listening. Glad to be back, uh, and hope you all enjoy the SPL kickoff tournament this weekend. Uh, until then, Barry, you know what to do. 
bye. Oh, he still got it. Okay, but be honest with me. Did you try harder on the bye last week because it was Dave? Uh, yeah, I feel like I had to, like, make up for, because you weren't there, so I had to oh. put in a lot more effort. That, that podcast was, like, 90 minutes, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's we true. went above and beyond. Well, they get what they get with me, and I don't care. It's, it's, it's my show. If you don't like it, kick See rocks. You See you later. <laughs>